Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk. Fake adverts, bogus claims, and even fraud on or offline all come under the microscope of the Advertising Standards Authority of Ireland. But there are so many adverts out there that the ASAI don't have enough human eyeballs to monitor them. So now they're using AI and software to scour the web for breaches. Orla Toomey is the Chief Executive of the Advertising Standards Authority of Ireland and joins me now. Good morning, Orla. Good morning. I believe you're creating avatars to act as kind of a a mystery shoppers to check for um, wrongdoing among advertisers. Yeah, we're certainly that's one of the things that we're looking at. And I think it's it's kind of cool. You mentioned that we don't have enough uh, human eyeballs. I don't think anyone would have enough human eyeballs to look at everything that's online. And we're certainly not looking to capture everything. But what we are looking to do is um, so basically what the avatar does is you create a profile, um, a child profile and an adult profile. And they go and they look at websites over the course of a period of time and see what ads are served. And for us, it's to see, is there any differentiation in the ads that are served to the child profile or to an adult profile? Because obviously it's not appropriate for, say, for example, alcohol ads or gambling ads to be served to a child. Absolutely okay for them to be served to an adult. So we want to see, is there that differentiation? Because the advertisers and the websites should ensure that they have appropriate filters to ensure that such advertising that's not appropriate for children is not served to children. So that's one of the things that we're looking at. And we're looking at a range of of different things to ensure that we can benchmark what is happening in this space because it is it is so broad. And most advertisers approach all of these things with the want to be responsible. But sometimes things get through, slip through the net. And what we're trying to do is see, well, where are the problems so that we can solve them? Uh, and this avatar will be run or monitored by an actual human being rather than uh, uh, an AI ro- robot. Yeah. So essentially what it is, it's about capturing the information and then um, the team at ASAI look at that information and decide whether or not to take action. So there's always a human being as the gate between what is served <coughs> to ASAI by way of data and decisions that are made then as to whether ne- something needs to be done. And if there, if nothing needs to be done, well, isn't that great? Yes, it is. Um, tell me more about the AI and the software that you will be using you to aid the human beings and the human eyeballs when it comes to finding ads that are breaching the rules. So essentially what it does is, it, it, again, it's looking at a particular, and this will be mostly in, in social media, looking at a particular cohort of um, content and capturing that content and then filtering the content to suggest whether or not using keywords, does it look like it might be an ad or it's not an ad? So it's again, you know, it'll be served to um, to us by way of a dashboard and we'll be able to look at the information and say, well, I can see that that is clearly an ad and it's clearly um, identified as an ad and then there'll be no issue. Or I'm not sure the human might say, well, I'm not sure whether that is an ad or not. So I need to check with the advertiser. I need to check with the content creator. Is this advertising? And if it is advertising, well, there has to be disclosure because I think um, certainly if if you think about um, non-digital traditional media like radio, like television, we have to know when something's an an advert and it's clearly delineated to us that it's an ad. And the same rules apply in all media. Consumers shouldn't have to be thinking 
is that an ad or it's not an ad? They should know immediately I am engaging with commercial content. And that's absolutely fine for there to be commercial content, you know, but uh, it has to be clear to consumers that it is commercial content. So the tools are not about displacing the humans, <laughs> but it's about ensuring that we can capture content at scale so that we can look at it and then decide, do we need to take further action? Of course, our Irish advertising market is tiny by the European scale. So I presume you're working with your fellow regulators in the EU to, to capture this kind of advertising. Absolutely. Um, we're members of the European Advertising Standards Alliance and we um, next week I'm going to meetings um, and I'll be talking to my colleagues about the type of things that they are doing um, that we can learn from. And we, we, we exchange best practice. So all advertising regulators have this have this issue that, you know, there's so much there's so much content online. How do we ensure that? We can, we're not looking at it at all. We don't want to look at it at all, but we want to, we want to benchmark and so that we can make sure that the standards are in place and that everyone understands that the standards apply no matter what medium you're talking about. Because the way we look at it is we have an advertising code that requires advertising to be decent, honest and truthful. And the advertising code goes where advertising goes. It follows advertising. Advertising always evolves. It's a very dynamic ecosystem and the code has to be equally dynamic and follow where it goes so that standards apply regardless of where the ad is. And I think that's one of the things that ASAI is about. And we have a new strategy and we've defined our purpose as fostering trust in advertising for all so that consumers can have trust in the advertising that they see. Now, um, you've also published uh, the number of complaints that you have upheld out there. And I see that health and beauty followed by leisure and then motoring are the three busiest sectors when it comes to complaints. Well, they certainly were in 2022. I mean, it does change from year to year, um, but they were the top three in 2022. And I suppose if we look at the type of advertising that we get complaints about in, say, the health and beauty, I mean, it's a very broad category, but it is My, fa- my favourites are the before and after, Orla. I think they're very funny. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I suppose, you know, it, this would be particularly uh, relevant for the beauty industry where you might be showing the effect of a product that could be, you know, maybe a, um, a tanning product and or it could or a be, diet pill or something like that. Or a diet pill. Yeah. So basically people use sometimes before and after photographs to show the effect. They have to be real before and after photographs. You can't use the filter on your your camera uh, or your phone to to make it look as if it had a better effect or you can't stretch the photograph to make it look as if it had a better weight loss effect than it actually had. Mm. So again, it's it's coming back to being truthful and being honest about how the product works. Uh, And what, what kind of stuff did you get about cars that was false advertising? We had a number of complaints around um, the making uh, environmental claims, sustainability claims, mm. um, because I think this, it's something that's very, I suppose it's very top of mind at the moment, isn't it? Mm. The the climate action, um, steps that we need to change in order to um, be sustainable. So a lot of advertisers would be looking at their own environmental credentials um, and sometimes they go a bit further than actually is the case. So it will be called, um, <coughs> excuse me, greenwashing. Yes. Uh, and they make claims that aren't sustainable. Uh, and, and the breaches, uh, what, sort of, um, what sort of sanctions could companies face if they are found in breach of the code? So if an advertisement breaches the code, it has to be withdrawn or amended to bring it in line with the code. And we also publish our adjudications. We publish them online. <coughs> 
excuse me, we publish them online and we also publish them to media and they, they do get coverage in media. So that's called the name and shame sanction. And it's, it's, it is actually quite powerful because in my experience, most Especially if you're a big brand, it's quite, it's powerful. Yeah, well, most advertisers want to be responsible and want to be seen as responsible and they don't want to be seen as um, having misled their audience or consumers or offended their, their, their consumers, either existing or new consumers. So they really don't like being on the upheld end of a, of a case report. And even for small advertisers, it's also um, important for them because they might have a very small marketing budget and they've put it into an ad that they can no longer use. Mm. So it is an indirect financial sanction on both big and, and small brands. Well, best of luck with the Avatar um, campaign. And that's Orla Toomey, the Chief Executive of the Advertising Standards Authority of Ireland. Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk.